Welcome to the Legendarium Green Team. I'm your host, Kip Tan, and with me today are Little Red Book. Hello. And Winty. Hello. Today we're going to be finalizing our bingo discussion, explaining the last two columns, the I and the G, and talking about some of our favorite picks, what we've done, and how in general bingo's going on. Settle in for a nice lazy episode where we just randomly talk about a bunch of books that we like. Red, do you want to start us off? I hear you have a request for Books with Gods. I do. And all I know is the title of the book, unfortunately, because Solution doesn't have anything else to say about it. But he suggested that I mention The Aching God by Mike Schell. And so apparently he liked it, and you can read it for your Books with Gods book. Square. Whatever. I don't even remember what I read for mine. Uh, <laughs> so far, I've only read a short story for mine, but I'm, oh, I'm looking for something better. Uh, the Hundred Thousand Kingdoms by M.K. Jemison is what I read. Mm, yeah, see, I can't read that one because it's a reread. Yeah, it's an excellent book, though. I really enjoyed it. What was one of your favorite parts of that book? No spoilers. Um, I liked its humor. It has some really fantastic dark humor in it, and that's something that I really identify with. Okay. I was surprised how funny it was, especially after I had already read the first book in Broken Earth and was, it's not as funny. It has moments, but <laughs> see, it's like really see, super dark. Th <laughs> this is why I like the Inheritance series better than I like the Broken Earth series from a pure enjoyment standpoint, not from a literary critique standpoint. It's because it's more fun. It's easier to get through. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. I'm, I plan to yep. continue the series. Okay. For my pick, I'm going to choose The Library at Mount Char by Stephen Hawkins for my recommendation. Uh, sorry, uh, The Library at Mount Char by Scott Hawkins for my recommendation. And it's one of those books where you kind of just have to go in blind with very few preconceptions. But I will say that it fits this square. Winter, Winter how about you? What I read, and I liked it, so I recommend it, is American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Um, I liked it because I was always interested in uh, history, especially ancient history, and so all the gods that then were mentioned it was fun for me. I think I've read that book probably okay. like four or five times. I love that book. Yeah, this is one of those ones where not every book in this category can be recommended for hard mode because the fact that a character is a god is a spoiler. But one thing I can absolutely recommend for hard mode is the Malazan Book of the Fallen because uh, there's just a bunch of gods. <laughs> and it's not a spoiler to say that you're going to get viewpoints from them. The Pierce books. Uh, in the Pierce books, I don't think we ever really get god POVs. Kind of do. Well... But that would be a spoiler, so never mind. <laughs> okay, let's move on to controversial author. So for this square, you have to have some form of controversy about the author for normal mode. And for hard mode, you yourself have to find it personally controversial. Column A for normal mode, essentially any author you can fill in here. But what are some yeah. notable ones that you would think of read? Uh, I have Philip K. Dick is okay. my author but i would say terry goodkind david eddings just off the top of my head that's 
two authors, other authors. I mean, this is another one you could put N.K. Jemisin in for a whole bunch of reasons. But even if nothing else, you could put her in for how much of the second person she uses in her book. Well, and she likes to stir up political controversy quite a bit on Twitter, unfortunately. Sure, sure. Which is why I do not follow authors on Twitter. Because I don't want to know. The number of people who bounce off of the second person is surprising to me. Really? I thought yeah. it was the most interesting and cool thing about the book. I mean, I, I she liked does it. it well. She does it really well. Yep. Some ones that I'll offhandedly mention, Marion Zimmer Bradley. She's a controversial lady. I don't think there's any defending her crimes. But she's dead now, so if you buy her book, she doesn't see any of it. I went with the obvious one of Harry Potter. <laughs> of <laughs> Have you not read I reread Harry Potter oh. and the Philosopher's Stone, so it's hard mode, <laughs> and yeah. I didn't have to spend any money because I already had it. So. I love the opening of that book. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, but I do like the way it opens. Hmm. Okay, next square is science fantasy. These are books that blend elements of science fiction with fantasy, creating something between the two genres. Hard mode is that it contains at least one magic system or scientific system that's based off of psionics, which is the mental telepathy, telekinesis kind of thing that was really in vogue back. It was very popular in the 1990s, also quite a bit earlier. Ooh, would David Brand count for that? I think so. Ah, David Brand would count for that. Although I would not consider it science fantasy. It definitely has that. Would count for that. And McCaffrey. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yep. And also her Tower series, which is literally about the systematization of psionic powers for the creation of an interstellar transit network. <laughs> so that definitely counts. So I have Shades of Milk and Honey by Mary Knowles, I believe is how you say it, her name. And I actually just recorded a podcast with Chesky and Stephanie and Lady Chesky on this book. It'll be out in October. And if you like Jane Austen, it's Jane Austen with magic. <laughs> but the magic is also used for scientific things like refrigeration. Okay. So what I plan to read is uh, Windlass from Jim Butcher. Oh. But I haven't read it yet, so I can't recommend it. So I go I with <laughs> uh, Skyward from Brandon Sanderson. Which is, okay. yeah. It's even hard mode, so. Okay. I'd say Jareg by Stephen Brust. I've just started it, but it immediately fits into hard mode. I can already tell. Yeah, it does. I put it in uh, Outlaw Magic, but yeah. Okay. Next up in column I is our neurodiverse protagonist. The protagonist of the book must be neurodiverse. So the term neurodiversity refers to variation in the human brain regarding sociability, learning, attention, mood, and other mental functions. The hard mode is that the book was written by a neurodiverse author with firsthand knowledge. And I'd like to call out the own voices movement, which is encouraging authors to write about their own personal experiences that they have had within a minority of some fashion. What did you guys have for this category? Yeah, Solution has something for this. It's uh, Sufficiently Advanced Magic by Andrew Bro. It's a self-published book. And it's, he says it's LGBT friendly and inspired by D&D. And it's a little bit like, like, like lit RPG, but not too much like lit RPG. So I've heard about that one. 
it's tentatively on my TBR, but given the experiences I've had with other lit RPG books, I'm I'm worried. Yeah, I'm. That would be way down. I did. I am not a serial killer by Dan Wells for my personal bingo, and that was. I mean, it was an interesting book, but I don't know if I'd recommend it. It's kind of. I mean, you're living in the head of a serial killer, so it's kind of mm. icky, <laughs> if that makes sense. I but can I would see also. That. I, I would also recommend um, the Uplift series. There's lots of neurodiversity in it. And That's very true. Yeah. So Neurodiversity in science fiction and fantasy is a very interesting intersection because you get free creative reign sometimes to imagine alien modes of thought. And if you want to hear more about us, Red and I, talking about that, listen to our Uplift episodes. Yes. <laughs> so one that I'm, I have slated to read for myself is... An Unkindness of Ghosts by River Solomon. I don't know much about it, but I, I do know that it fits this category. I've heard of that one. Let me know how you like it. I've heard something about a generation ship and uh, the ability to speak to the dead who have perished in the bad living conditions aboard it. I, I'm not entirely sure what this book is about, but it seems interesting, and I've had it recommended multiple times, so can't be too bad. I just read Legion, but that would fit that yeah. category. Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I don't want to go back to back Sanderson. <laughs> 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 what yeah. I want to read for this is uh, the Uplift, one of the Uplift books. Last time okay. I stopped, but I think it was more general reading, tiredness, and not really the book. So mm. I want to start that again. Yeah. Okay. That actually became a running joke at our meetup a couple weeks ago. Every time I recommended a book, they were like, <laughs> does it have dolphins in haiku? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, finishing out column I is Portal Fantasy. So this is a hot topic, and I'm going to lay out what Portal <laughs> Fantasy is and what it isn't. Portal <laughs> Fantasy con <laughs> contains and takes place both within the primary world of Earth and also a fully imaginary secondary world, with at least one character who travels between them. You can use that definition, which is our little green team definition. You can also have it with both of them being fully imagined secondary worlds. That's fine, too. And then hard mode, the book contains at least two secondary worlds. So there's portals not just to one world, but to another. So if you were doing the variation where both worlds were already secondary worlds, there would need to be three secondary worlds for hard mode. Does time travel and count as a portal? Time travel does not count as a portal in this case. <laughs> okay. <I'm just> <laughs> throwing it out there. Kind of a portal. Just saying. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I can't uh, <laughs> So the obvious example of portal fantasy is the Chronicles of Narnia where the portal is the wardrobe and they enter the magical land of Narnia. A perhaps less known one, but if you read Tor.com, you'll have heard of this series, is the Wayward Children series by Seanan McGuire, starting with Every Heart a Doorway. So I read Reckless with Winty and Starcast, actually, um, for this, for my buddy bingo. For those of you who don't know, I'm on my second bingo card where I'm doing all buddy reads. <laughs> and I read Book of the Night of the Night with Moon by Diane Dwin, which I believe counts as hard. Oh, that's a lovely one. I think it has more than one. Uh, I think so. I 
See, this is where it can be hard to recommend hard mode without giving spoilers. Okay. The magician's nephew definitely counts, (laughs) by the way. But I will say that the job that the protagonists of the Book of Night with Moon are doing, the job they're doing, is maintaining a portal nexus underneath (laughs) underneath Penn Station, right, in New York City? I believe so. I believe so, yeah. So they're portals that go to a variety of places from Penn Station. Right. And it's a it's definitely a YA-ish novel, but it is yes. fun and delightful and the main characters are cats. So hey. Wizard cats. Wizard cats. Yeah. Winty, how about you? I also wanted to go with Reckless that I read. It's a German offer, so I feel like <laughs> I have to recommend the German speaking offer. It's about a brother pair who one becomes some um, stony monster and to save him we go to on a journey and yeah. it's something between for mid grade and YA I would say. What would you say, Red? Yeah, I agree. It's probably YA. It has some darker elements to it, so probably not middle grade. I really enjoyed it, but and it plays with tropes and whatnot in fantasy too. So if that's something you wanna look into i liked it it was fun it was fun reading with with uh winty too by the way but he reads are so much nice. fun guys <laughs> <laughs> except for don Quixote is not going well right now <laughs> hmm. okay so that concludes column i let's go into column g our final column the first up is an embarrassing cover something that you would be ashamed to be see reading even if it's just a little amount uh, and then hard mode is just post the picture on the Discord or on Twitter, wherever you want us to see it. Uh, show us what you have found. I think the God Emperor of Dune is still one of the funnier ones. But oh, we've yeah. also seen interesting covers for Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? We've seen a whole bunch of fun classics. Uh, there's a whole kiosk at Powell's that's dedicated to Worth It for the cover. <laughs> it had some yeah. great covers on it. It was amazing. That was a really fun picture that you guys shared of yeah, Powell's there. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did Uplift Wars because David Brennan can't get a good cover to save his life. And I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> They're not great. A... They're not great. I don't have a buddy bingo read for that one yet. I would also recommend um, Saturn's Children if you have not used it yet. Yes. It's an excellent, entertaining book and also has horrific covers. <laughs> And it's one of the very few books that fits no human's hard mode. I know. I know. But I'm just saying, yep. like, if you already have something for that. Yeah, but no, th- my cover of Heaven's Reach by David Brin, it has a what I assume is a hoon, which is an alien species. It has a hoon on the cover of it. And it just looks like the hoon are not supposed to be blobs, right? <laughs> no. No. <they're> no. <laughs> well... Well, the face of this creature and and its neck and its arms look like blobs, and I just I can't. <laughs> trying to remember what the cover looks like right now. Quinty, did you have an embarrassing one? Um, yeah, but the problem is my embarrassing cover was the German cover. I read oh, Planet fine. of the Apes on German. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if the I don't think the English covers are as embarrassing. So probably don't works for. Not German readers, mm. but yeah, probably not. But if you're German <laughs> and want to read it, yeah. 
mean, I think if you're English, if you speak English and you read it in English, you can still post the German cover, if you ask me. I don't know about that, but well, I, I, won't, I won't forbid it. <laughs> well, thank you, Lord. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, okay. Next square is a Legendarium one-off, a book covered in one of the Legendarium episodes that isn't part of the main sequence, such as Heroes of Sci-Fi, Ladies of the Legendarium, or an author's shelf. Hard mode is that the episode is recent, being released in 2021. I filled mine with Magic Kingdom for Sale Sold, uh, and I had a, I had a bit of, I had a fun time with that one. Fun book, I like it. Um, I did Doomsday book. Um, okay. Seemed, by Connie Willis, right? Yeah, by Connie Willis. And but I would also recommend The Neverending Story, and I would recommend Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. That was a good episode. And it's a fun book. I didn't even read the book, and I listened to that episode, and I thought it was hilarious. If you if you have any familiarity with Pride and Prejudice, you don't need to See, read the book to listen to the and episode. That, and that's all I needed, exactly. Yeah, but it's a lot of, I mean, the book is a lot of fun. I've read it just many years ago. Winty, have you filled the square yet? I read The Truth by Terry Bratchett. Oh, oh that, that, I mean, that was an excellent episode. Yeah. I have uh, not the book is book. really funny, though. Is I it? can only yeah. recommend it. It is very funny. I will look into it at some point. Maybe I can get somebody to buddy read it with me. <laughs> maybe Brandon. <laughs> maybe Brandon Sanderson will buddy read it with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Jason, we go way back. I, I mean, he's done with the rhythm of war. What else is he doing? Uh, <laughs> Next up is fewer than 300 pages. A novel with under 300 pages, but still a novel, not a novella. The hard mode is that it's written by an author from a minority racial or ethnic group. For example, in the United States, uh, that would include books written by Black, Indigenous, Latinx, Asian, etc. authors. Somewhere else, maybe find a book written by Sami people if you're from Scandinavia. All, all sorts of options. So I did The Ballad of... Black Tom by Victor Lovello for this. It was, um, wow. It was very dark. It was very good, but it was very dark. And it has like, I mean, basically the dude is a gangster and ser serial killer. And so, I mean, mm. I would recommend it for sure. It's a good book. It doesn't take long. If you hate it, you're, you know, I mean, that's the nice thing about this category. If you hate the book, you only spent, you know, a very short time reading. Also, I'm going to be doing Peter Pan with Lady Sweden. For this square well that sounds like fun i'm thinking i'm gonna fill this one with ring shout but i'm not sure yet <laughs> <laughs> i i might leave this one until later in the year because i know it's going to be so easy to fill i just realized today that when i prepared for this episode that i had an illegal book well if it's not so, a book <laughs> so what are you yeah, do, so and right now I have nothing there, but I think the truth would also fit there. <laughs> not oh, would it? Is it that sure short? If it's... I'm not sure. I'm not. 336. Oh, okay. Oh, then it doesn't fit. Lame. Sorry, buddy. I'm sure there's some Pratchett novel you could set there if you really wanted Pratchett. Uh, I mean, how large are the Tiffany Aching books? Those are pretty short. They are. I don't remember off the top of my head. But okay. can't repeat author, so that this is not helpful to Wendy. Yes. We are being unhelpful. Yes, no, not super helpful. I'll look around, Wendy, and see. Hitchhiker's Guide fits in there. Oh, the Binti series by Nadia Okorafor are available. Oh. Those are quite good. I have not read them yet. 
I've heard really good things though. You you do have to keep in mind they're they're not exactly YA, but they're adjacent. So what is it? What do they call it? They have some crazy middle grade. Genre. Not middle. Oh no, middle grade would be for little ones, for like fifth graders. Yeah, I think it it verges into that territory, but also not. Mm. Yeah. You know what else would be really good and also fun, and I'm pretty sure would qualify would be the Enchanted Forest series by Patricia Reed. Okay. And those would be middle grade books, but they're a lot of fun. Okay, next up is Post-Apocalypse. So this book takes place after an apocalypse that dramatically changed the world for the worse. It could then have subsequently changed for the better, but the apocalypse definitely changed it for the worse to start with. And then hard mode, the book takes place after multiple apocalypses. Read, you and I both read A Canticle for Leibowitz. Right. And that is definitely a multiple. That's hard mode. Yep. Sure. Um, I also read World War Z, which falls into this book category. I read The Rage of Dragons. Nice. Book. And that also qualifies. It opens with the apocalypse. Dune, I think, probably qualifies for this. If you want to read Dune, if you haven't read Dune, mm. I think you could argue that, right? But, uh I don't know. In Dune, uh, were there apocalypses or were there just some wars? I don't know. I don't know. That one's. <laughs> I think it could qualify if you want to stretch. Uh, you can. You could. You could read the fifth season. <laughs> yeah. For sure, you could read the fifth season. You can read Wool by Hugh Howey if you're True. looking for an independent author to support. And I recommend that book, even though Chesky does not. <laughs> enjoyed that book i'm not entirely sure i enjoyed its sequels as much though i i did like shift quite a bit dust less so but shift was interesting yeah winty i read shadows of the god of the gods from oh how did i pronounce his name john Gwyn. okay by the way i said the rage of dragons that that was what i read for it but i don't actually recommend that book good to know Good to know. <laughs> and neither does Drew. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that, it <laughs> that, uh, there were some fun rants about that, weren't there? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. listen to Inking Out Loud if you want to hear Drew's reaction. <laughs> okay, next and final square on our 2021 green team bingo card is Disabled Protagonist. The protagonist of the book has a disability. It's that simple. Hard mode is that the character is the primary or sole point of view for the book. Oh, no. I can't use this one. I have to change that. I read Center by Marissa Meyer, and it's just a fun fairy tale retelling, which I really enjoy. I would also recommend Beguilement, but I can't use it because it's a reread. So, <laughs> but I do recommend it. If you like romance, one of the main characters doesn't have a hand. Okay. I used City of Blades, which is the second book in the Divine Cities trilogy by Robert Jackson Bennett, and that fits hard mode. It's lovely. Another recommendation, this is only a novella, but it's a big novella, is Dawn Shard by Brandon Sanderson. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's good. A little hard to get into if you're not already reading Sanderson, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's very confusing <laughs> to read it if you've never read Cosmere. Eh, whatever. <laughs> you read free Stormlight archive books, then you can read Dawn Shard. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, Cinder, by the way, is also hard mode as well as Beguilement. 
Yeah. Brand books, uh, not to plug Uplift yet again, but they also have point of view characters that are disabled. Daredevil is another suggestion. Oh, hey. Nice. That's true. What I read is The Blade Itself uh, from Joe Abercrombie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that works. Yeah. You need to like Green Dogs <laughs> to read it. <laughs> yeah, it's. Hmm. It was. No, fine. I don't actually have anything to say about that. It was fine. It was. A it fine. was fine. I just read that fits the category would be Black Sun. <laughs> okay. I didn't really like the ending, but other mm. people like it very much. So. I will say yeah. that the disabled protagonist in the Blade itself is the best protagonist in the Blade itself. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, but is he a protagonist? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I He's not know. an antagonist. I guess not. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I have very mixed feelings about that whole series, and I... That whole book has no protagonists. No, the protagonist is who terrible. you follow and are, like, kind of rooting for. I mean, yeah, okay, fair. Okay, you win. He's the protagonist. He's not necessarily a hero, but he's a protagonist. Okay. He's not a good person. But no, yeah. Pr- 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 <laughs> protagonist is, is like a, something that you can only say about fictional characters. It's... <laughs> <laughs> he's a terrible person. But everybody is in that series. That's why I have such problems with it. Yep. And that's our bingo card. It is. We'll give at least one final update when we hear how many people are have completed it, how many people haven't. Join us on the Discord. We will have prizes at the end of the year. Well, some point after the end of the year because processing. But <laughs> we, we've had a lot of fun engagement on this project, and I've had a blast. So oh, we got to start talking about <laughs> next year. at some point we will start taking suggestions for bingo categories for next year not yet not yet Mm -hmm. i refuse (laughs) (laughs) so thank you for joining us today i hope this project has brought you joy in your life i hope it's helped you discover new books new authors new genres and categories and i know it's generated a lot of discussion you can join us on twitter on our reddit on discord obviously if you really are enjoying the project and want to support the legendarium you can do so on patreon thank you for joining us today our intro and outro music is by jingle punks goodbye goodbye goodbye